Good morning, everybody. Monday morning again. It's rainy, it's windy, it's a strange kind of weather that we're not used to here in Pretoria uh, because of uh, that cyclone Eloise that's now become a, some kind of a storm and it's, it's going through uh, northern parts of South Africa and Botswana. So it's, everything is just rainy and windy, so I'm always thankful for rain. <laughs> But this year, it's so it's so apparent all the extra rain and all the things. I really, I really, really take it as a sign. God wants to pour out His Holy Spirit. There's places in this country, from a totally different weather system, that has received rain for the first time in seven years. There, around Warrington and uh, Carnarvon and those areas. So it's amazing. Yeah, we thank God for the rain. All right, so. Good morning. I see there's a couple of people there. Hello, Akash and Marietta and hello, Mariska. It's good to see all of you. So um, I just want to speak a little bit about grace, and grace sets people free. Uh, grace is not uh, a license to sin, as a lot of people say, but grace is God's power. Grace is God's ability working in us to live the Christ life, to live a life that is filled with Jesus. It's, it's us... Uh, surrendering to him and him living in us and through us all right so so grace is never grace if grace leads you to to do what the flesh wants you to do or to to do to justify sin let me put it that way if grace leads you to justify sin it's not grace it's not true grace at all (laughs) people a lot of people argue and they say yes uh, it's legalistic if you tell me i can't do this no, it's not legalistic. Uh, I just think it's stupid if you want to uh, fight for the right to do something that will ultimately destroy you. But um, Jesus came to save us from sin. He didn't come to make it easier for us to sin. He came to save us. He came to change the nature on the inside of you. All right? So that's the rebirth you and the, and the baptism. You die and you're buried with Christ in, in immersion in water, and you are raised to a new life in fellowship with him. So um, it's not about you becoming a better you. It's about you dying and Christ living inside you. All right? So um, all the seven steps and the ten keys, it's not really going to help you. What's going to help you is if you understand that grace is the ultimate thing that comes to deny the flesh nature. And it empowers you to live according to Christ's nature inside you. All right? So uh, Titus chapter 2 says the following. For the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessing has come forward and appeared for the deliverance from sin and the eternal salvation for all mankind. So it's available for all mankind, but we know that we receive salvation by faith. So the part of mankind that does not believe this will not partake in this salvation that, is, that has appeared for all mankind. It has trained us to reject and renounce all ungodliness and worldly passionate desires. To live discreet, temperate, self-controlled, upright, devout, spiritually whole lives in this present world. So, 
there's a conflict between the Spirit of God and what people do in this present world. And that's why Jesus resolved it and made peace for us with God by himself taking the wrath described in the law on him so that he could set us free, so that he could atone for us, so that he could deliver us. All right. So uh, when we receive grace, grace is not to be received in order to stay where you are. Grace is received in order for you to surrender to Jesus and letting Jesus live in you through you. For you to grow in grace, grow in faith, until you look like, talk like, walk like Jesus in manifestation. All right? So um, you are saved the day you give your heart to Jesus, the day you believe the gospel. But you are being saved until you look like Jesus. All right? So... Uh, until you look like Jesus, you need to receive grace. So a scripture that you know very well, Romans chapter 5, verse 17 says, If death reigns through the, the disobedience of one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance, the overflow of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign as kings in life. Okay, so you reigning in life doesn't mean that you just do what you do. And you, you've got the power, you've got the authority, so you're going to say what's going to happen. No. Uh, if you receive grace, it means you submit and surrender to the king. Jesus is that king, and you reign as a king in him. He is the head, you are the body. So you're an extension of the king. Okay? And if you're not submitted, you're not going to reign. How do you submit? Receive grace. Okay, so if you receive grace, you submit it to him. The grace teaches you to deny all ungodliness. So what's the first thing that you reign over? Yourself. <laughs> what's the first thing you reign over? Your contrary desires. What's the first thing you do? You, you, you reign over. You start speaking the word of God. You start speaking over your own identity because your true real identity, hidden with Christ in God, Colossians 3 verse 4, uh, your true real life hidden with Christ in God. So, so you start speaking the truth of your identity over yourself. I am not like this and this. I am like that. You reign. You receive grace. So if you are prone to do this, or if you're prone to be lazy, if you're prone to, to you know, take, take uh, negative thoughts or whatever kind of thing it is, you just speak the word. Say, this mind is the mind of Christ. This mind does not meditate and dwell on the things of the devil. This mind is the mind of Christ. I reign and rule. How can I reign and rule like that? I received grace. So grace is God's ability, God's power. It's God's help to reign, to live, to be surrendered to him. Okay, so it has trained us to, re to renounce all ungodliness. So there's a training taking place. What's that training? Well, uh, be transformed, says Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, by the renewal of your mind. So your mind needs to be renewed and needs to be aligned to God's grace, to God's mind. So what will be the effect of it? The Spirit of God will reign over your desires. So for you to receive grace is for you to submit your desires to the Spirit of God. That's receiving grace. For you to receive grace is for you to stand back and let Him live in you. Okay? Receiving grace doesn't mean, oh, it's grace. I, I did it and now I can do it again. I got away with it. That's not grace. That's uh, people on their way to, to learn to understand. But there's forgiveness, there's mercy, and that's fine. God is good. 
uh, he, he will pardon all your iniquities. But you can't stay there. So if I, if I just think of children growing up, you know, if you refuse to learn certain things, like a child um, that's in, you know, nappies or diapers, if that's the word you use in your country. So a little newborn will have to have nappies or diapers because if they don't, it's a big mess. So um, then the parents come and they clean and they put on a new diaper very regularly. <laughs> and so the child grows. And then the child, somewhere between one and two, they, they can start learning to potty. But they haven't totally learned it yet. So every now and then they make a mess in their pants. Okay? So even th three years, four years old, uh, you can still every now and then ex expect a mess in their pants. But if someone is 40 years old, by now you should know not to poop in your pants. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so you can't just stay where you are. Um, the price you pay is time. The price you pay is by the time w when you realize all the others have grown, no one can associate with you anymore. And you've, you know, so you can't. You, you have to... Uh, you have to receive the grace and grow in Christ. So, um, yes, there's mercy. All that's behind is, is past, is forgiven. And all that's coming that you're going to still mess up is forgiven. It's washed away. But the whole point of it is not for you to, keeping on, to keep on keeping on so that it can be, still be washed away. The whole point of it all is to save you. The whole point of it is to manifest Christ in you. So when, when is the world going to see Christ in you? It says... The grace have appeared. Now, then, Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, he says, As far as this world is concerned, you have died. So you don't need to worry about pleasing the world. To them, you're dead. Okay? And this new, your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. So then it says, When Christ shall appear in you. When Christ shall appear, you will appear with him in the splendor of his glory. So there needs to be more of an appearance of the glory. There needs to be a more of an appearance of the anointing. Uh, we need to, the, the kingdom is ever increasing. Okay, The kingdom is continuing, expanding and continuing. So, that it, so it needs to be in our lives as well. Uh, you're either going to go forward or you're going to go backwards. Receiving grace takes you forward. right? Receiving grace makes the manifestation of Christ more in your life. All right. Okay, so um, it is the grace has come forward and appeared for deliverance from sin and eternal salvation for all mankind. So if you really receive grace, the, the deliverance from sin happens and you receive eternal salvation. But it also trains you to reject and renounce all ungodliness. Okay, so let's go to Colossians chapter 1, since we're browsing through Colossians anyway. So Colossians chapter 1 says, verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion. So you've been qualified to share the portion, which is the inheritance of the saints in the light. So God has already qualified you. Receiving grace gives you your inheritance. God has already qualified you 
He's already made everything ready for you, but you need to receive it. You need to receive the grace. Okay, so just keep your finger there. We're going to come back to it. Go to Acts chapter 24. No, Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. Oh, I'm in Acts chapter 19. Uh, Verse 32 says, And now, brethren, I commit you to God, I deposit you in His charge, and I commend you to the word of His grace. The commands, the counsels, the promises of His inherited favor. It is able to build you up and give you your rightful inheritance among all God's set-apart ones. So God has qualified you to share the uh, inheritance of the saints in the light. Okay, So how do you get it? I commend you to the word of His grace. The word of His grace is able to build you up and give you your rightful inheritance. So receiving grace means you receive the inheritance that Jesus died for. So it's a deliverance from the old life, but it is, it gives you, it imparts to you a new life, the Christ life. Your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ shall appear, you will appear with him in his glory. Okay, so Colossians 1, again, he says, verse 12, uh, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints in the light. The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood which means the forgiveness of our sins he is the exact likeness of the unseen god the visible representation of the invisible is the firstborn of all creation for it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth things seen and things unseen with the thrones or dominions rulers authorities all things were created and exist through him by his service in him for him okay and then he says verse 8 and he's the head of the body okay so you need to get this your life is not your own he he bought you he delivered you he redeemed you that's mean that if you go to the chocolate to, to the shop and you buy a chocolate, you pay a price for it and you take it out, you redeem the chocolate. Okay? <laughs> That's what redemption is. Is you pay a price, but you don't just pay the price, you take the thing that you paid for. Okay. So he says, uh, in him we have redemption. That he has delivered us, he has drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness. He has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love so there's going to be a ruling and a reigning so either you're going to receive your uh your commands from the the dominion of darkness and you're going to be controlled by it because it's not going to give you any freedom it's going to dominate you and control you it's a dominion so it's going to dominate you so there's no freedom there so uh in the dominion of darkness, there's certain things that, that it dominates you and it, and it forces you in a certain direction. And then you act accordingly because you think you don't have a choice. But he has delivered you. 
and he has drawn you out of the dominion of darkness and he's transferred you into the kingdom of the son of his love so what's the kingdom there's freedom and we rule and reign by willfully submitting our lives to jesus who is the king of kings so the main way we rule is by speaking the word the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you your inheritance so it's amazing how powerful it is if when, when christians believe the word and then actually start speaking the word when you start speaking the word such power is released such authority is there that the things that that you are dealing with simply must surrender okay every knee must bow every tongue will confess so start let your tongue confess now <laughs> let your tongue confess the word now let your knee bow now surrender now to him and everything that you speak to will surrender before you everything that stands against you will surrender before you so if god is for you who can be against you romans chapter 8:31 but if you turn it around if god is against you it doesn't really matter who's for you does it okay so don't be resisting god don't resist the grace okay it's like in um galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says i've been crucified with christ it's not i that live christ lives and the life i live i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself up for me therefore uh i do not frustrate the grace of god for if justification come comes by obedience to the law then jesus christ died in vain okay so that means if i'm going to try to change my life and try to make myself better to become acceptable to God to one day go to heaven i'm resisting the grace i'm against the purposes of god and uh, james chapter 1 says it and first peter chapter 5 says it god resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble so humble yourself under the mighty hand of god and in due time he will lift you up all right so how do we humble ourselves we receive his grace grace is a humbling thing grace is for the weak grace is for those who can't make it and that's all of mankind okay uh, grace is not something you receive when you mess up only yes it is something you receive when you mess up but we are so far away from where we're supposed to be our best efforts is a mess up okay so we need to get some perspective every second every day receive grace that means submit surrender ourselves to the kingdom authority of god start saying what he says and start ruling over the passions in your life start ruling over the thoughts in your mind start ruling by the word have your mind renewed by the word all right so when we start meditating on the word and start speaking the word we receive the grace of god when you start meditating on the word and start speaking on the word the stuff that resists us must fall must surrender must flee okay so james also says resist the devil and he will flee from you all right how do you do it you surrender to god you humble yourself before him okay so let's just go to isaiah 55 This is how much time do we have left? So Isaiah 55 is an awesome, awesome chapter. I just love Isaiah 55. It says, "Wait and listen." So one of the main ways you're going to receive grace is by waiting and by listening, by listening, giving heed to the word. Okay, wait and listen, everyone. Okay, so why he gives you 
Uh, he commends us to the word of his grace. So we need to wait and listen to the word of his grace. Go wait and listen, everyone who is thirsty. Come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy priceless spiritual wine and milk. There's joy and its provision without money and without price. Okay, joy, wine is like, you know, the new wine of the Holy Ghost and the milk is like the gospel. Uh, it's, it, but it's also, you know, provision. Okay, so without money and without price, simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. Do you see the surrender again, Da? There? There's a surrender and you accept the blessing. The Afrikaans wants to pop in. Okay, verse 2. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your earnings for that what does not satisfy? Hearken diligently, listen diligently to me, and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness okay so when you listen to the word of god what happens your soul delights in fatness what's the fatness it's the anointing so but the anointing is the holy ghost so the kingdom of god is righteousness romans chapter 14 peace and joy in the holy ghost so if you hearken diligently your soul will delight in joy in the holy ghost your soul will delight in fatness okay verse 3 incline your ear so listen with intention, okay? Incline your ear, submit and consent to the divine will. There it is again, the surrender, okay? Uh, so you receive grace to deny this, this stuff. You, you don't receive grace to justify this stuff, okay? Incline your ear, submit and consent to the divine will, and come to me here, and your soul will revive. Why does it help people win everything they want, but they lose their soul? Why does it help? You get everything that you fight for and you, you, know, and you, you have all your rights and you got everything that you want, but your soul has no life. What does that help? Okay. It says, come to me here and your soul will revive. And I will make an everlasting covenant or league with you, even the sure mercy promised to David. So that mercy is an everlasting covenant. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, now, let's just jump to verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So there's certain things that needs to be forsaken. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have love, pity, and mercy for him. So the moment you turn to God, there's love, there's pity, there's mercy. So that seems like grace to me. So that means you receive the grace in order to deny the ungodliness. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have love, pity and mercy for him. And to our God, so he turned to our God. For we will, uh, he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. Okay, so that sounds like 2 Peter 1. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. So he will multiply to him. Uh, his abundant pardon. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. So that's what the Spirit of God can say to natural man, to someone who is not submitted to the Holy Spirit. Now he says, verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from, heaven, from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be 
the word of his grace builds you up, gives you your inheritance. Uh, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing or any effect or useless. But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose. Okay, so what pleases God? Faith pleases God. So what will the word do? The word will impart faith to you. It will accomplish that which pleases, which God pleases. So, so uh, what does the faith, what's the effect of the faith? Oh, you will start ruling and reigning. Your, the faith, if the faith, I like what Mark, Mark Hand can say, I say it all the time. So uh, he says, if your faith can't move your lips, your faith won't move the mountain. So we need to take the word of his grace on our lips and start speaking it. We need to receive grace, free gift of righteousness, and reign as kings in life. What's that reigning going to look like? Well, it's going to be like this. You deny all, all ungodliness. Firstly, in yourself. You speak to yourself. You say, self, it's time to pray. Self, it's time to leave that last job. <laughs> or whatever. Self, it's time to get up. Self, don't be lazy now. Self, pray in tongues. You speak to yourself. You say, this desire, this is not of God. But God's desires are wonderful. Lord, I worship you and I praise you and I worship. So you intentionally go to God. You intentionally seek him out. Okay? And the moment you start reigning, the grace is there to back it up. Okay? And the words coming out of your mouth does not return to God void. It will produce an effect. It happens through faith. Okay? It will accomplish that which I please in purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Oh, he sends his word. Psalm 107, verse 28. He sent his word to heal them. Okay? So verse 12. But you shall go out from spiritual exile caused by sin. Okay? So he has delivered you, drawn you out from darkness uh, and evil into the homeland. That's into the rest, Hebrews chapter 4, into the stuff that God promised you. With joy and be led forth by the leader, the Lord himself, and his word with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Okay, so even if trees clap their hands, I don't know why people have such an issue with clapping hands in church, but I think it's awesome. Okay, right, so uh, we need to receive <laughs> the word of his grace. Uh, receive it. Embrace it, make it part of you, meditate on it, and speak it. Receive grace. The grace, uh, it, it teaches you, it enables you to deny ungodliness. It trains you to deny ungodliness. Re receive the grace because uh, you, those who receive the grace will reign as kings in life. Nothing of this happens by you being passive and God doing everything for you everything of this happens by God having done everything that needed to be done already before you were born so that you can step into this life of rulership and reigning as he intended what Adam should have had from the beginning all right so uh, you can step into a life where you have kingdom authority over this earth when you speak a word and it happens you speak a word against anything that's against God, and God's power backs you up. All right, so that's the kingdom life. May we just live a life in victory 
in our minds, in our bodies, in our finances, in our desires. Uh, may you just live a life where you really walk in your destiny, really walk as the, it says, as you are delivered from exile, the Lord himself will lead you forth and you will follow the Lord himself. The sons of God, Romans 8 verse 14, uh, those who follow the Spirit, those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. May the Spirit of God lead you and may you say what the Spirit says. May you think what the Spirit is thinking. May you receive his grace and may you walk in the authority of it. In Jesus' name. Awesome. Okay, so thank you guys for watching. Uh, hello, Dini there from Donna Bay and Chanel and Janine. Bless you guys. So I'll see you again tomorrow morning. Have an awesome day. Enjoy the cooler weather. We'll speak again tomorrow. Amen.